Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 236. Yes, of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan. Now. Broadcasting from uh, <laughs> After Lodge Studios. Joined as always by worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. The one and only Sir John in 4K detail. Howdy, lads. We have Jeff. John, I can see all of your hairs. All three of them. And awesome. Scotty from the hey bar. everybody. What is going on? What isn't going on? Everything. We are uh, preparing for the longest day in masonry uh, here in a couple of days. Uh, Education? Uh, well, <laughs> so there's breakfast, and then there's the Grand Lodge Seminar, and then our Lodge's annual chili cook-off, and then the uh, Past Master Society. So it's a... 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. schedule. I'm thinking one of those things far outweighs the other three in importance. And that's yeah, the chili cook-off, right? Yes. Obviously. It is the most important day our lodge has all year. Harlan, have you, uh, do you have any secret tips on uh, Tony's tricks for this year? Um, Don't let him enter. Yeah, we got to keep him away from that little redheaded girl. stop him. He'd just show up with a fake mustache and enter his... He would in a monocle backwards or something. Yep. Anyway. So anyway, yeah, yeah, like twelve hours of masonry, twelve plus. Yes. What is this? Uh, but historically, that's been a fun day for us, right? We have uh, that's when we met our our good buddy Rob from the other Grand Lodge. Um, in years past, we've planned entire uh, entire festivals that our lodge does. This is uh, Saturday, John. We're talking about Saturday. We're doing our normal breakfast buffet. And then the uh, uh, regional educational conference that our lodge is hosting and has in the past. And then a chili cook-off that is just our lodge where the winner gets the coveted golden bowl. And it's usually Tony. And he usually cheats. Um, And then that night is the Past Masters Society quarterly meeting. So basically, we've just got stuff nonstop all day. Does he cheat wrong and defraud you guys? Uh, or... Yes. Yes, I mean, yes, he does. Kind of. More well, than a moment. Um, we 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 know he's gonna do it, so I don't I don't know if it counts as defrauding. Well, so our chili <laughs> is is known in the community. People come not so much for the chili, which is the same stuff you could find anywhere, but to see what antics the lodge members will get up to this year to try to cheat wrong and defraud each other. Salting chilies, stealing chilies, impersonating chilies, kidnapping people on their way. Reseasoning uh, chilies? Yes. Letting the air out of tires. Uh, it, it gets interesting. Bringing in family members? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bribery. We've had outright bribery. Uh, that one year, Tony pre-printed all the ballots and then had everybody like fill them in on the back, but it was his number on the front. <laughs> um, yeah. That's some proper skullduggery. I'm rather proud of y'all. Yeah, it's it's an entertaining thing for the community. If I didn't have food allergies, I would come to that. Yeah, don't do that. Jason uh, knew that somebody's <sighs> wife was allergic to honey. Or no, mm-hmm. Jason's wife is allergic to honey. What something somebody's allergic to honey 
and then somebody dumped an entire bottle of honey into a chili. Yeah. Oh, was that that wasn't intentional though, was it? No. Well, the the dumping of the honey was intentional, and then discovering someone was allergic to honey was like an emergency. Like, whoa, whoa, time out, guys, time out. Because I remember y'all talking about that on the show one episode yeah. way back when. And don't yes. you always do like a white chili, and then everyone knows it's yours, so they f with it more. Uh, I haven't in a couple of years. <laughs> um, every year I do better because I just make soupy spaghetti with beans in it as bland as possible. Um, this year I'm doing it with with tofu meat and Walmart seasoning, and I'm sure them. What? Why is Harlan making the white chili? What's wrong with the colored chili? Nothing. That's that's what I do to get along now. I'm not going to test that with them. Um, I mean, it. Y'all are going to have to uh, talk amongst yourselves for a moment. <laughs> There's a reason why his camera's not on, fellas. So, um, oh yeah. Uh, okay, turn the mic off or veins. turn the camera on. One or the other, <laughs> or both. <laughs> All or nothing. Uh, so what's the what's the thing you were talking about, Scott? Which which thing? I don't. I thought you were going to find a thing for us. Oh, the book. Is that what it was? Ow. Yeah. Um, John and I were <coughs> a little bit of a conversation earlier this week about um, this book. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's called a uh, Papal Magic: Occult Practices Within the Catholic Church. And um, literally, I've been—I haven't looked at this since becoming a master mason, to be honest. Um, last, yeah, last time I looked at this was uh, pre-EA, so good times. Um, and there's actually a whole chapter in here that says the Mason who would be Pope. Um. So, and John, correct me if I'm wrong about my memory on this. Basically, I read it ten years ago, so I'll do my best. Yeah. So basically, there's two sections to this book. Yeah. The first half is basically explaining Catholicism and the occult. And then the second section is the grimoire of Pope Honorius III. Um, and apparently, that's where the t term you're being honorary comes from uh, that Pope, because apparently he was a, a dirty, dirty boy. Um, there are some things that, was that he. Name? Honorius, yeah. I didn't know that. H-O-N-O-R-I-U-S. I may be mispronouncing it, but... Um, uh, yeah, so there's like several sections to the grimoire, which basically the evocation of the, of the spirits of the seven days, collection of the rarest secrets of the magical art, and then magic secrets and counter charms. And from what I understand of this is that it's supposedly, yeah, it's supposedly, it's got like the seals of Solomon and so on and so forth in here. Um, but uh, like one in here says, most powerful conjuration to discover hidden treasure. Um, so basically, like, that sounds like the titles for spam emails I get from Nigeria. I mean, you're not wrong, but... <laughs> But the story goes basically that this pope had found secret knowledge that he was able to give to priests who lived out in, you know, out in the in the wilderness, if you will, and had is the one priest in that small rural town. And then what what do you do if there's uh, famine or disease or or hard times? Well, you turn to your priest, and he whips out the grimoire and. <coughs> Attempts his uh, incantations. John, does this sound about right so far? Yeah, it does. The, the, but the one thing I do point out about the book, because I feel compelled to, is so the author on it, and there's a there's probably four or five books out there where the author is listed as just Simon as a single name, um, as a mysterious writer type. But I mean, one of the other books that's listed under that person's particular skill set, quote unquote, is the copy of the Necronomicon, which as a HP Lovecraft fan, I know that he wrote it. Right. So yeah, there's little, dead names. Yeah, Book of Dead Names, and then there's one other one in there. It's but, Necronomicon yeah. the gates of the Nec Necronomicon, 
Necronomicon spellbook, then there's a Necronomicon, and then dead names. So, yeah. Uh, and just to give everybody, like, the first page, uh, do you think that's too long to just read that right quick so everybody gets an idea? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's only a paragraph. Okay. <clears throat> so, basically... It says, is there a tradition of occult practice among Catholic clergymen, or do, the, or do the isolated documented instances of sorcerers and magicians within the Catholic within the church's hierarchy merely represent anomalies, random personalities, and events that have nothing to do with the Catholic belief or an underground cult within the church? Of course, the church would have us believe the latter. A few bad apples, like the convicted pedophile priests of the last few decades. But but what if the practice of occultism could be traced far up the hierarchical ladder to bishops, perhaps cardinals, and maybe even a pope or two? What would what would that say about the nature of religion, religious institutions, spiritual vocations, and faith itself? Indeed, what would it say about magic? So... <laughs> They take a lot of liberties. Yeah. Uh, obviously. <laughs> um, but as someone who was raised Catholic and is a Mason, it really, it's it's an eyebrow raiser, um, at, at least. And at most, decent conversation starter. Um, I highly doubt that any of that is... Real, real interesting. If, if, well, if nothing else, the, um, I know the the grimoire has been printed by, I would guess, or or a Boris Press, because um, a buddy of mine in college actually had a, a a copy of it. It was either this same grimoire or another Pope's grimoire, um, but it was leather bound, numbered, and and it was probably. Circuit printed circa 1920, I think. Um, I tried to con him into handing it over to me, and I tried to win it in a, uh, win it from him in a video game tournament and a few other things, trying to get it off him. Good friend of mine, he, he still has it. I never could get it, but just have him put it in your in his will, and then put it in your will for me, and I'll I'll grab it. That's fair. You say it was leather bound. Are you sure it wasn't human skin? Oh, was it just like the Hocus Pocus book where she goes, book? <laughs> not, not, not exactly. Close enough. Sorry, yeah. John. It was pretty red. You know, it might have been stained with something. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you know, it goes to like, I was kind of talking to John about this, trying to, and he's like, no, 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 this is show fodder. Um, that. One of the things that that kind of stands out to me is that my wife and I have actually been visiting a few other churches, you know, Christian churches um, in the city. I was again, I was raised Catholic. Um, I've noticed that a lot of Christian contemporary churches are missing something that I get out of Catholicism, have gotten out of Catholicism, and do get out of Masonry, and that's ritual. Uh-huh. Uh, the ritual part of it. Now, granted, say what you will about the Catholic Church and the politics and the priests and all that crap, <laughs> right? But what I want to, but but one thing I do know is that ritual has power to it. Yes, it does. That's and one it, of the things I I personally have always found myself drawn back to uh, Catholicism is because of that. It's really the only reason for me. Uh, it, you know, I mean, I was my family culture leans more toward it too. But I mean, like, like my wife, the only problem she has with the Catholicism, other than the blaring obvious current events, is uh, is the concept of original sin. How can a baby be sinful? Uh, and I just told her, don't worry. It's just something they put in there early on for recruitment purposes. <laughs> uh, and historically, that probably isn't wrong. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, as, uh, as a follower of a primitive church that came in after us, us. 
Um, so yeah, that was probably that's I'd have to look again, but that's definitely post Nicene Creed, and we're talking probably circa eight hundred, I think, like Thomas yeah. Aquinas yeah, around so that that era, I think. My timeline's probably skew, but I'm not a very good Catholic, so I doubt know. it's that far off, though. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I, I it makes it makes me think that if the if someone if the Pope at one point was called the Emperor of the World and had access to things even today that most world leaders don't have access to, I mean, they're rich, very rich. Um, they have certain, they have things that are hidden in the Vatican that they won't even let us look at. And that it has nothing to do with um, sexual abuse or anything like that. Uh, we're talking about hidden knowledge They've, there's a reason why they don't let anyone down into the uh, secret archives um, but they've collected they collected artifacts from all over the world and we get blamed as masons for having the templar treasure well hell what what do they got hiding underneath that vatican you know we don't have the templar treasure it's we lost it when the ship crashed outside oak island Oh. It, it didn't crash. We buried it in the swamp, and there was this triangle. Um, I, I swear to God, if any of you guys mention the Kensington Runestone, I will slap the shit out of you as soon as I come down. Also, the Kensington Runestone is a uh, cipher to tell you exactly where it's buried, but nobody's been able to translate it. Bring it on, short stack. <laughs> <laughs> Says the giant. <laughs> The giant bearded Viking. Mm, touche. Uh, and he wouldn't do it in anger either. Um, <laughs> just on principle. Uh, the yeah, I'm not caught up on this season of Oak Island, so so yeah. But it it, it does go make you think, like you know, because he built churches on top of old um, pagan sites, uh, places of power. Uh, Leyland is where they cross, uh, you know, if, and, and, and I do, I, I personally do subscribe to there being places of power, um, where, you know, you can call it magnetic energy or just, you know, in martial arts, we call it key energy and, you know, there, I don't know. What are your thoughts, John? You're making a lot of faces at me while I talk. And, and I don't know. I, I always make faces. And my camera's at a weird angle, too, so I keep looking up over my glasses like an old geezer. Sorry. Um, no, I I, uh, I definitely believe... Well, I mean, you look at uh, the Vatican secret archives they somehow found and made a limited release thereof in 20, 2006, 2008, somewhere in there, of basically the Templar absolution that they somehow just managed to misplace down there uh, which which was written yeah. like only a handful of years after the suppression didn't yeah it, didn't it happen wasn't it written before the execution of uh jacques de Malay? i don't remember i, remember I don't think it was it was posthumously i, I know that but, they were already disbanded and Labeled as a heretic, the heretics at that time. Uh, I know, and, and and you know, I was talking to uh, my buddy Dave from across the pond. Um, he's been to Roslyn Chapel, and he goes, "Yeah, I've been there." And they will make great effort to tell you that uh, this has zero Templar relation. However, look at this, <laughs> right? You know, um, you know, uh, do. Do you guys know of any other uh, places that are potentially um, where are places of power that we are not so famous? Uh, that would, I mean, that would depend on your definition. Because I mean, you, you're and your uh, spiritual and religious background. Cause, I mean, you're talking about there's. The mountain of fire in in Iran, which is the birthplace and the kind of the fulcrum of Zoroastrianism, and you know certain 
tombs and and edifices in Egypt that could be considered that. But yeah, it's no, I've, I've from my understanding, all the Templars laid out their churches also on lay on ley lines and used made good use of sacred geometry and the other skills that they may or may not have learned from like the Druze and other groups in the Middle East during that time. So yeah, from my from I, I was told and I was told that um, the Cathedral of Notre Dame Cathedral of the of uh, the Roslyn Chapel, um, Stonehenge, the pyramids. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, the Temple Mount. It's a big one, uh, yeah. and, and where the Vatican sits um, are all on focal points for for leyline energy. But, like, no one seems to be able to gather um, where are those places of power in America and to parlay it into the uh, subject matter of what this podcast is all about. Look at Washington, D.C. I mean, we talk about the roads there, but there is a certain geometry. What was that? Go ahead. No, I, so my... My wife. Wait, 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 hold on. Before you say that, why turn a swamp in that day and age where you can get malaria or or various diseases to building this thing? Why why so much effort there is the question. But go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna shut up now. No, no, and that's actually a reasonable question. But no, so my my wife and I were watching the watching Netflix last week and threw on. There's the it's like a 10 part series on Netflix. And I, I recommend that it's called America's book of secrets. And if oh, you, yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. I was going to say, if you have a chance to watch it, don't, um, <laughs> or at least, or, well, like so they're, they're bit of, like, they do one of Fort Knox. Yeah. That was pretty cool. They have one on West point. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. And then, but they had the one, they had a whole episode dedicated to the craft, <laughs> which, uh, yeah. Drove me stone cold nuts because one of the people they interviewed for it was Alex Jones. And boy, when I think of guys that really love the craft, oh yeah, I don't think of Alex Jones. What I find um, funny though is I think they they were interviewing him more for the uh, the the conspiracy theory side of it, and that is absolutely not what he provided. He was just like, yeah, here's what people say about the Freemasons. Well, that well, was it. He, I mean, he, he plays the straight guy. Yeah, but he was buying it, it sounded like, because he's like, yeah, this fraternity goes back 3,000 years. Okay, if you, if you want to believe that, go right ahead. Well, well, uh, to, to Alex Jones's credit, I have listened to him speak on the craft several times, and he has said repeatedly that your pancake breakfast masons are not the ones you need to worry about. So you, me, these guys in the chat, probably mostly I was probably no. listening are not the ones you need to worry about because I, I've actually kind of, I think he, I think Alex Jones might secretly be a Mason because that dude will go spiritual on anything. Kim trails, gay frogs, anything. But every time somebody says something about Mason, he's like, Oh yeah, they're 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 already guys. Well, uh, the, we know for a fact that Jack the well, we, there's theory that that Jack the Ripper was a Mason. Aleister Crowley was a Mason. Um, um, didn't they? Don't they know for sure who Jack the Ripper is? Didn't they determine that last year? They narrowed it down to like two people, or oh. and severely suspect it's one. Well, I watched that one movie that said Jack the Ripper was a woman, and. She was a mason. There's something funky going on. Anyway, there, there's theory that Jack the Ripper was a mason, but there's also uh, was that on Brazzers.com? <laughs> and they're not they're not paying us to plug them. Uh, I'll plug them for free. <laughs> but my <laughs> um, but then also you know you've got like Benedict Arnold, so that 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 was also a mason. The thing is, is that masonry, I don't think can. Just like just like a tool or 
I'll say in my case, uh, I know some people can disagree with me, Harlan. Um, like firearms, for example, aren't necessarily evil, but in the hands of someone who is can cause evil to happen. I don't think Harlan's the type that'll say firearms are evil. In his lodge, they are. But anyway. No, they're not. They're a tool for those who would commit evil. Hmm. (laughs) Scott's thinking. I'm not even going to. No. Oh, come on, buddy. Don't do it. You're poking the bear. Uh, (laughs) I'm just in time for Harlan to get back. Yeah, I know. But getting back to. I honestly, and, and to Alex Jones's credit too, um, has anybody listened to him on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast? No, no. Okay, you, I, you I, barely, I barely started listening to Rogan's podcast when I have okay. few minutes to spare. But that those I will skip on spec. Well, here's the thing: somebody took the the Joe uh, the Joe Rogan podcast first, where he's where he's uh, interviewing Alex Jones, and then where he's later on that year was interviewing Elon Musk. Literally, they said the same things, just in different ways. And they, they, they put them side by side. Alex Jones is a nutball, but that nutball was right on a lot of the things because Alex or um, Elon Musk was backing up everything. Like... Maybe no. Elon Musk is a nutball. Oh, I was going to say, you're going to have to give me some kind of an example. Yeah, but Elon like Musk the is frog like, thing. I think the Alex Jones is 90% playing a character, and I, like, I don't think he tries that hard to hide it. If you're not watching his show, he's a fairly civil guy. Listen to I, the po- could, I could believe that. Listen to the podcast of uh, the Joe Rogan one. It, it'll be worth it. Okay. But, the, but like you said, the, the gay frogs one, they, Jamie, his, uh, or Joe Rogan's, uh, research guy that's there, he Googles all the things that, uh, that Alex is telling them about. And there was a chemical being released that caused the frogs to not seek out a female partner. But everything they, he says has a kernel of truth. That's why he's allowed to say it. He just, explodes it into nonsense. Right, and Elon Musk was backing up what he's saying. My point is, is I'm saying that just because Alex Jones says something doesn't mean we should necessarily write it off immediately, is what I'm trying to get at with this in defense of Alex Jones. I didn't mean for this to be in defense of Alex Jones. Go with him. Right. (laughs) Anyway, John, tell me more about this this show I shouldn't watch. Oh, but so we were watching... Oh god! It was the the Masons episode of the America's Book of Secrets, and they had a couple members of the craft on there that were, you know, reasonably articulate. From England. What's that? From England? No, they had uh, the past Grandmaster of DC, and I can't remember his name. I've met the guy. Uh, Hodap was on there for a quick flip, um, and. I want to say there was a third one on there, but you got some of the people. So you got Alex Jones and the other conspiracy guy who is in the gray fedora. I can't remember his name to save my soul, but he's another one where you just look at. Mark Dice. Or it's not Mark Dice or it's not uh, Nori, George Nori. No, it wasn't. I know Nori's voice. Okay. Go on. But uh, at one point in the show, they're like, Oh, they laid out all the streets in D.C. and they made this, you know, five-star pentagram and da, 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 and just go on about it. And they keep going back to that. The star's not finished. It's missing a full length. Uh-huh. It's yeah. missing a full leg. If we're that powerful, how can we not lay two miles of road? What? Didn't the road used to go that way? No, there never was. No. There never was a road? I don't know. There's always been a big gap. There's been a whole spot of one of the t- uh, the prongs of the star that's missing a, one of its two sides. I mean, streets are typically parallel or perpendicular to each other. I, took, I feel like if you took any city plan and zoomed out and then colored in the streets you wanted to, you can make a pentagram out of any city. And oh, if absolutely. I remember right... I'm t- I'm t- I'm t- I want to try it here. Right. I, <laughs> it, it, if I, I remember right... Where? It, it was either uh, 
Oh God! It was either Arturo de Hoyos or uh, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? Quarter uh, Coronado Lodge. Um, the other great, like uh, I guess, student of all things craft, and I, I'm blocking on his name now too. But he said the exact same thing. You can take any street map, and you can make you can find designs in it. The thing is, is that the some symbolism and in Washington D.C. above and be uh, above and beyond of uh, just founding father idolization or um, displays, um, you know how they have things laid out in that spoke spoke uh, system. And then how they have the uh, an obelisk, which is not American; it's Egyptian. Um, yeah. I mean, they they have invoked a lot of ancient um, symbolism. But to be fair, there's an obelisk in the middle of St. Peter's Square. Oh, I agree. It's an obelisk is anything. It's a straight line. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, obelisks here. Well, I mean, yeah, Alexandria's needle up in. Um, New York too. Is it Alexandria's? Oh, it's Cleopatra's or something. Is it Cleopatra's needle or is Alex Alexandria? We'll have to ask Carlin. He loves uh, when it's talked about in lodges. Have have, yeah. have have none of you all seriously seen the splendor that is Cleopatra's needle ed education presentation? Is it? Not. It's the Cleopatra. same thing with the slides from the seventies. I, I think the one guy who did that talk, I, I, I guess he just retired or something, because I feel like we saw that about five years in a row, and then I just never saw it again. It's Cleopatra. I just Googled it. I apologize. I'm a, I'm a poor man. Cleopatra. All right. Yeah. Anyway. That's a new one on me, but thankfully it doesn't I'll, I'll see if I can find you those slides and make it into a three-hour presentation when you're down here, John. Oh, that'd be great. Because, you know, it's not – I don't have other things to worry about, like the fact that the same weekend I come down, there's a really big meeting in the town that I can't name that you all are from with a lot of people that have a lot of pull in the craft. Uh -huh. What did I miss? Everything. We talked about everything from Masonic Conspiracies, Alex Jones, and – Cleopatra's Needle – Cleopatra's oh, and needle. George Washington was a mason. Oh, oh, Wait, yeah. He was a mason, and and he had one of these books right here, and he casted magic spells. And I said, casted, I know what I said, and I stand by it. <laughs> I see. Did anybody take some show notes? No, uh, you're just going uh, yeah. to gonna need to uh, go back and listen to what you missed, because it's just like listening to the show. Y'all think oh. I listen to this show? <laughs> My standards okay, are Nick. high for this. No. Listen no, when he's on it. Listen. Anyway, I would turn my camera back on, but I've got things happening and we're oh. uh, ice packs in places. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, um so uh it's, it has been set in stone that my brother will be doing his Master Mason degree on March 12th at my lodge. So uh, he's going to stand proficient the week before. So, Is that a stated for you all or a called? The, uh, the Master Mason degree will be a called meeting. Um, but he's going to stand proficient at the stated. Um, I do believe that uh, that is my anniversary. But I'm trying to check my calendar because you, you say that like you're not entirely sure. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of those few dates mean. you should never forget. You know, if like, you, you do, know, engrave it inside of your ring. It's been a minute since we got married. Uh, yes, that is my anniversary. I will never be able to forget my anniversary, no matter what, no matter how so, hard I try. <laughs> yeah, it'll have been uh, nine long and happy years together um and while i would uh much rather be at this master mason degree if i ever want to have uh another one of those mid-show breaks i uh mid-show probably better not 
I mean, all I of started. You did introductions and was like, hold on a minute. I got Hey, hey guys. Uh, everybody I'll be here. back. Uh, keep talking. Keep talking. I'll be back. Hey, bye. Gentlemen, KK, thanks. I am married with children, so when my wife says that we can eat Reese's ice cream and they're not going to be there to take it all, mm. I do not pass up that opportunity. That's... Can't fault you. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Man, you eat ice cream slow. All right, anyway. but, but Bruce said he's going to be there because um, <clears throat> he's my best bro, and Jeff said he'd be there because he's my best oh. bro. Uh, okay. <laughs> John's driving. I mean, down. I don't like I, you. Ju- literally, just told me the date. I told you last week. I said it wasn't set in stone, but I'll drive best down in the summer, bro. Bro, best bros. It's that. It's, it's that side degree. Best bro degree. We should start that. The best boat bro degree. No, yeah, definitely not. Side yeah. degree. As a matter of fact, we should never even say that phrase again. What side degree? No, but also that <laughs> best bro. Yes, that one. Best I don't know down there, but I, I want to be his BBB. The distilled Royal Arch Mason. So, say what do you say? The, the what? The best side degree we have up here in Minnesota is, and it gets put on very rarely now, is the distilled Royal Arch Mason. Sounds fun. Oh, it involves uh, scotch and a lot of really bad jokes about Scotsmen, sheep, and kilts. Sounds like, like a lot of, of fun. Oh. Makes sense. Especially it's, when we're making fun of the Scots. It's wholly inappropriate and an absolute blast. Not this Scott, just Scots from the country. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. You know, the guys that squeeze cats and wear skirts. Nobody would call you a Scotsman. <laughs> However, I think I could pull off a kilt. Most people would say that. You're really incorrect. I mean, you, know, you, get, you got some pretty white legs, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, find me a tan sky. I'm going to do my best to help prevent global <laughs> warming enough. by reflecting the sun. So, yeah. Speaking of which, um, are you getting some bad weather up there, John? Uh, yeah, not not the worst we've had. But bad enough where I couldn't run to the store before the show to refill. Oh, no. So I guess then there's snow on the ground. Yes. And it's uh, it's on top of ice, and then there's snow, and then there's ice back on top of that. Uh, been really lucky so far this winter. We've seen you, snow about three times, and it was brief all three times. Hey, you, remember, you remember what happened? Was, there, was one, there was one time that it stayed. It was cold enough to stay. The dusting stayed on the ground for a full day, but... The first time we had snow. We always get more in March, though. I've noticed. Yes, we do. February and March. And then, like, it's summer. Well, I mean, last year, John brought it with him, so it's entirely possible it's going to happen again this year. Yeah. John, I've already cleared it with the missus that I'm going to be at the um, big food event at oh, the yeah. After Lodge Lodge. We're, we're already making plans for After Lodge uh, celebrations. You know, Yay. come to think of it, I think the only snow we got here was when John came last year. <laughs> the Iceman cometh. It was going to be one of those rare winters without snow, and then, and then it wasn't. <laughs> I, I almost made a dirty joke just then, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I teed that ball up pretty good. Nobody hit it. I'm so I'm coming up. That was that was too easy for me, John. Yeah, yeah it's a low hanging fruit, but you know it's still fruit, so. <sighs> That's bowl of fruit. You should have taken it. It was like a bowl of fruit, Bruce. If the weather gets nice, it's only a twelve hour ride. The other thing. Wait, what? Say it again, John. I say, if the weather finally gets nice, it's only a twelve hour motorcycle ride down to you guys. Oh. See, twelve. I think it's twelve. It's too big. What's it? This country. It's too big. Yes, it is. I disagree. <laughs> Not nearly big enough. Now we have enough land. Ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> no, we have enough land, I think. It's just a matter of uh, infrastructure. So I know one wants to live in the middle of nowhere. There's no right. infrastructure. 
Uh, not... Infrastructure's overrated. Yeah. Anyway, I I uh, papal magic myself into conspiracy theories here, so it, it right. sounds like it. You 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 started with magic and with a K and ended with Alex Jones. Well, it's actually spelled with a C, but yeah, close enough. The K oh, is not spelled wrong. Well, that's because I misspelled the book. Guys, look if you're if you're listening. If you're listening, this book is eight bucks American. Can I borrow your copy? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, saved eight bucks. Wait, wait, borrow or half? Borrow. <laughs> when will tomato, I get it back? Tomato, eventually. First time. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll leave it on my shelf. You come over and read it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be there in about three minutes. All right. Bruce, if I circumvent Chicago, it takes me 11 hours, 35 minutes, which means I could probably make it there in about nine. The sad part is, Jeff, I've never been to your house. I don't think you've ever been to mine. We have not. We need to do this when it warms up. Neither have I. Your brother's been to my house more times than, well, anybody from Lodge. Yeah. Granted, he's never been inside because he was always cutting my grass, but still. He cuts my grass too. Uh, I, I make a motion that uh, my brother Matt be um, uh, put into the appointed position of Grand Landscaper. Well, considering we don't think Josh is ever going to do it again. Second. If, that, if, if that means he cuts our grass, then your motion passes. We don't even need to have a vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, he charges. But if it do does it. not, then this podcast will not hear your motion, sir. I'm gonna tell you right now, my he charges our lodge uh, to cut the ditch line uh, because no one wants to get down there to do it because it's dangerous. Uh, right there next to that road, it's really yeah. it's really steep. It's a big deep ditch that a bunch of like we. Wait a minute, he's a member there now, and he still charges your lodge. Absolutely, <sighs> for that. Because it's and to trim bushes, and he does it all by himself. He disposes of everything. Really, he's doing it next to nothing. I, yeah, he's he's mentioned before what he's charging. He is uh, the lodge is getting a massive break there. I mean, Super duper. Okay. Yeah, is he I mean, looking for more lodges. He is to do. Oh, <laughs> he uh, he will cut grass, but. Um, he will charge. He charges I'm just trying to figure out what a grand landscaper's jewel would properly look like. The uh, riding mower. I would love uh-huh. to see somebody uh, zero turn kind with the handle I was, sticking out. I was it's thinking a of the crossed sides. Zero turn. Ooh, but. crossed sides. That's a good one. Um, maybe um, instead of a trowel, it's a spade shovel. No. <laughs> we have that uh, real large. Can't okay. Fair. Um, but no, he uh, he he really enjoys. Like sometimes he'll call me up out of the blue. He'd be like, "So uh, when you want to get up there and help me with them bushes up at the lodge?" I said, "Well, when you gonna give me a cut of the pay?" <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Well, it, that goes towards this." I said, "So you're answering your own question." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. That's why I, when I was master, I was like, hey, board of trustees, here's my brother. He can do it. Anyway. So let's see. I raised my nephew into the craft on our one day to masonry on Saturday. So now he's finally a full master mason. Wait, it was a... uh... One day class for all three degrees. Yep, we do that up here once a year. Don't get me started. I didn't say I agree with it. There's literally old guys in my lodge that say that it's in their obligation to not acknowledge them as a mason. They're arguably not wrong. Maybe. Yeah, that's. Yeah, uh... jurisdiction. You don't even have a single unified code or a. a... Yep. No, yeah, you're right. Order. Yeah, what? Just shut up. Am I right? Am I right? Is that a nor condone usage of one day classes? I don't believe so. I, I, it's not in the obligation I was given, but 
It also depends on how you interpret certain parts of the obligation. Uh, which we're not going to do here. Yeah, oh, no, no. That's, that's, I'm, not, I'm not going into detail uh, on the show. That's why I stopped my sentence there. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Harlan's podcast is um, tired of walking. Why don't you carry it for a while? Oh, I see how it is. You guys, I'm uh, I'm a little I'm a little shaky at the moment. Um, you've had your 20 minutes of rest. Get back in there. That was a lot of ice cream, man. So, I, I I don't know actually. I didn't have anything prepared. I know I stood you guys up last night. Um, yeah, you did. I'm a dude. Yeah. I'm sure you've already covered that though. No, no, we haven't. We haven't thought about it until just this moment. So, so typically on Wednesday night. Uh, if we're not going to do the show, people bow out like Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning. Um, I went into Wednesday. I headed to the office with every intention of like, you know, we're going to do this show and I'm going to see you guys tonight. It's going to be great. And then uh, didn't pay attention. To my calendar. Ended up uh, doing some other things. And uh, then when I finished my religious obligations, I uh, looked at my phone and said, uh oh. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. this one's on me this one time, right? You guys don't mm-hmm. get to extrapolate this to, to it's always Harlan's fault, which I know you're already doing. And I figured you've been doing while I was off the air, but well, Harlan, I know this is a blow to your massive ego, but I don't believe you were mentioned once the entire time you were. I, I mentioned him one time attempting to summon him, but it didn't work. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh. The right, thing well, is, I hope you guys have enjoyed. You are not done carrying, sir. <laughs> no. uh, I was going to tell Harlan. No, this, uh, this is the end of the podcast, sir. This is this. We're, we're it, I've got nothing left to live for. <laughs> <laughs> this is this has been the capstone episode. <laughs> the only one with this no mention of one. me. We all I can picture is the three violinists from Titanic. It's by my life. Mm, pleasure to play with you, mm, gentlemen. Mm, mm, mm. It's yeah. been a pleasure playing with you. Mm. I still with my wife all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harlan, don't I'm feel like that. I'm, I was kind of a little grateful that we didn't get together last night. My grandma is starting her uh, chemo on Monday, which you guys already knew that. But um, she's starting it on Monday. She's a little freaked out and wanted a visit be- while she was still feeling somewhat well before the chemo kicks her butt. Yeah. Um, she, the doctor said that she will most likely lose her hair. And for somebody who has a standing hair appointment every other Monday, that's a uh, real hurt to her pride. Um, but it's going to save her life. So I told her to uh, suck it up, Buttercup. We're going to get through it. And um, well, you know what, man? The thing is, is that we did the pity party already. I love my grandmother. I'm going to say from the prognosis you originally gave us, if all she comes out of this is losing her hair, she did really good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I say that, and, I, and that's why I told her to suck it up, Buttercup, not because I don't love her, but because she's in a situation now where she needs a little bit of tough love and saying, hey, I understand that you're going to lose your hair. You want me to shave my head, too? I'll match you. I'll do it. There you go. She said, no, I don't want you to do that. Then, all right, let's get this done and get get you better so then we can – I even told her I wanted to plan a party for her after chemo was done and she got the all clear. You know, Scott, a good grandson would have just done it anyway. Yeah, Shaved it. Sure. He would have just – Hey, Grandma, let's do it. My hair's already pretty short and it's graying, so. I saw a uh, very interesting bit on uh... – on my cable news of choice, which is uh, ironically the British Broadcasting Corporation, yeah. they're the only ones with any sense. But um, they oh, were yeah. describing this this whole um, genetic engineering thing with T cells that, like, they they pull out a sample and then do some work in the lab and then reinject those cells back, and. It is by far the most promising cancer therapy ever. And this isn't like theoretical textbook stuff. It's um practical. Well, they've they've done it. Like they've first in the petri dish and then in lab animals and the next stage is human trials. Um I I was trying not to get my hopes too up and normally uh I 
will briefly scroll through comments to see if somebody has shared, you know, some opposing literature. Mm-hmm. And I was saddened when I was scrolling through and it was just thousands of people saying the exact same cynical thing that I was thinking, huh. which is this is fascinating until Johnson and Johnson or Bayer gets their hands on it. And yeah. Well, but, it's even um, like John Oliver did a whole thing on um, uh, like scientific articles and people are in a rush to push it out and that just to oh, grab yeah. attention and all that yeah, YouTube that, and then you'll kind of get the cynical feeling, but, um, Oh no, this cynicism was about, uh, about pharmaceutical interests purchasing and suppressing such things when they are effective. What oh, I find, he's, he's got a, he's got one on that too. What, what I find a conundrum, Harlan, you as a libertarian, an American libertarian, watch the BBC News, which is run by the British government. Uh, that, yes, which means that, when I want honest critique of what's happening here in the States, that's the, the only place to find it without a... Uh, it's only a slightly left spin. I was say, there's there's a, still a little bit of a bias, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, but the bias there is just about making us look stupid, not right. about... Oh uh, yeah, promoting one party over another. It's just, hey, look how dumb these Americans are. What, Scott, yeah. If that Scott, if that blows your mind, let me really get your knackers in a twist. I'm a, not quite as much of a libertarian as Harlan, but kind of. And I'm a Fanian Irishman, and I love the BBC News. What was the first part, Irishman? Fanian. Irish. Republican Irishman. What? What a U.S. Also, blow your mind, Scott. Is uh, I. I have a routine flip through on Al Jazeera as well, so which is surprisingly uh, Al Jazeera until they dropped Al Jazeera America. That's where I used to get uh, the the cable type news I would watch. So between those and then uh, you know uh, it really only takes a two second flip through of American cable news. That's uh that's my picture of the cable news every day. No, I got you. I just, I just thought it was it was pretty funny. And some of us. I mean, what other <laughs> options do I have? I don't know. Drudge. Fox News. I I watch Fox News. Did you get to decide what's true? They uh, even say it in their slogan. I, I don't think they. Fuck you, right now. They do. You, we report. You decide. I mean, come on. What else could that mean? <laughs> I watch Fox News because it's not wrong. Sometimes I enjoy some nice decor with my reporting, and they, that's a fair <laughs> statement. Yeah, that's a fair statement. They know how to find the right anchors. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then I watch MSNBC, so I know what my wife is going to be quoting to me at the end of the day. <laughs> and uh, at least they state their bias. I flip over to the the BBC to find out the uh, the stuff that nobody else wanted to talk about. Just the new Doctor Who episodes. That's all. I, yeah. That's all I well, get from that. My my favorite, still hallmark example of this, even though it was like five years ago, was uh, I was scrolling through my news feed and there was this big piece at the uh, National Ignition Foundation. You know the fusion research people in California, and they had made like a really amazing breakthrough like another step towards energy positive fusion like it's a really big deal and this is on al jazeera it's on the bbc it's it's on like local news all around there but if you go over to the new york times the front page was some miley cyrus scandal i'm like okay so this that, that day solidified in my mind that i'm doing the right thing by going elsewhere to to, to find what's going on, like stuff that actually matters. Yeah, you're not uh, wrong. Which lately is just, you know, bombing brown people and failing diplomacy, but it's also good to know that. And I remember now why I celebrated so hard on my 26th birthday. Why? We can't see you. Are you fucking around with something or messing around? Sorry. Oh, no, that's my, sorry, that's my uh, bourbon stone. Um, here, let me turn my camera on. No, wait, don't. I'm clothed, mostly. Oh my god, he's all sticky. What's that on your cheek? So gooey. Uh, That is a...
sir. Oh. Or some leftover chocolate stuff. You are a little I'm red in the cheeks, sure. though. You are, you are looking a little red. That's why he had to leave the camera off for the first <laughs> 26 <laughs> minutes he was back. Mm -hmm. That's a lot nope. of cleanup, buddy. Definitely not chocolate. All right. You need to eat ice cream more efficiently. There's not that much chocolate. We get the plastic wrap out. Can't be paying the carpet cleaners that frequently. <laughs> Use a shower curtain. Yes. You can reuse it. Metaphor has lost me. Ah, shower <laughs> curtain. That's a, that's a good idea. Those are like way cheaper. You can get those at a dollar store for like two bucks. A dollar. Size <laughs> huh, why didn't I think of this? Scott, you've got all the right ideas. Fucking wild. See? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there it is. My Wait. chi hurts. <laughs> Did you say his chi hurts? Your chi or your yes. chi? Yeah. Anyways, um... Uh, <laughs> I, I talked about all the good stuff while Harlem was gone. So you did. Uh, you guys talked about the book that we didn't get to discuss before I trolloped off. I'll bring it to uh, your big barbecue thing. Oh, yeah. No, we 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 talked about that on here. I did yeah, think of uh, actually. It. You would you you would enjoy it, Harlem. I've been tangled up uh, in a. John inspired me, right? Like, what should uh, what should any inspire to be other than a carpenter? So, a martyr. Uh, <laughs> I already got that part down. Uh, yeah, come, to, come to any lodge meeting over at the after lodge and and witness my martyrdom. Oh, I do. But also, uh, carpentry. My job is not to inspire people. I serve as a warning to others. <laughs> that is my purpose in life. Boy's birthday's coming up, and he's really into uh, tractor-type things. And so I found this really cool bulldozer bed, but it was like $1,300. And I looked at it, and I thought, you know, even with like the retail price lumber at the Home Depot, it's still like $200 worth of lumber in here. I'm just going to build this. So I've been doing that for a while now. Um, Famous last words gave me an excuse to to upgrade a couple of tools that I'd had on my wish list for a while and couldn't justify. And then I told the wife, "Like I got to do it. It's for the boy." So got Works that uh, got that Bosch router I've had my eyes on for years and couldn't justify. A <laughs> um, couple other of couple other fun toys, and then it got cold. And I'm out working in the garage, so then I had to go do this whole heating setup for the garage. So I've made very minimal progress on the actual bed. Uh, I have a frame together and uh, in a cab, and uh, but my garage is well outfitted and uh, cozy. So uh, I've got two and a half weeks left to get this done. So if it goes well, I'll send you guys pictures, and if it doesn't, we will never speak of this again. So, Harlan, your garage story reminded me, and this is proper after lodge banter because I've shared with some of my brothers up here. Is now I have the smoky pen I'm using here, the vape pen. I was from June till about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I fell off the wagon, was smoking like a chimney, and trying to keep it hidden from my wife. So that never ends well. Well, it ended in the funny. Um, I've been down that road like three times now. It, it doesn't go well. Yeah, <laughs> so I, uh, there's probably a handful of days before Christmas. I, I, it's 11 o'clock at night. I cart myself out to my garage, which, by the way, I live in Minnesota. My garage doesn't have heat, so you can shut up, you lily white little bastard. Um, yes, I'm jealous you have a heated garage. Uh, so, oh, no, 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 wait, but I, I didn't get like radiant flooring or anything. I brought, uh, I bought a propane. I was going to say, if only you knew somebody who worked in yeah. propane. Could get you yeah, like I, I actually <laughs> talked to the propane yeah. guy at Lodge Saturday and said, what should I use? He said, use this thing with the giant never use indoors under any circumstances warnings all over it. And, uh, oh, the jet engine. So, yeah, that's what I'm using. 
I got one of those outdoor heaters. They just put that warning on there for stupid people. (laughs) No, I went over to his house once, and he was out in his garage, like, sanding and painting stuff with one of those burning, so... Yeah, but if it's a guy I'm thinking of, a couple extra brain cells out the door... Well, that stuff's like highly flammable and he's the propane guy so I'm like you know if he's going to use this oil based paint and like sanding dust all around this thing it's probably okay. <laughs> Juggle five bottles of Everclear while smoking a cigar. Yeah. Uh, anyway I didn't mean to interrupt I just didn't want the listeners to have a picture that like I ripped out the garage floor and installed radiant heat which I'd be lying if I said I didn't look at then I saw the cost and decided not to but uh, yeah, I just have a propane <laughs> heater, which you could also have, John, for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, but I've my uh, I can probably is, get you one cheaper. Yeah, my garage is full of cars. Well, my two car garage is full of cars too. I know weird numbers. <laughs> so, but my wife had a, a estate settlement back in October. She said she always wanted a Beamer. She had the money. I'm like, fine, go go get it, buy one, buys it in cash. The thing's got every bell and whistle in it. I'm scared to drive it. But uh, so I go out, and she parks about a foot in front of my bench. I have about this much space. So if I get any fatter, I'm going to get stuck. <laughs> I I go out there. I'm looking for screws because I'm already half in the bag. I know, shock. Um, to, like, do some sort of minute little work. And I go out there. I'm like, well, I'm, while I'm out here, I'm going to burn one real quick. So I start lighting one up. I'm sitting there with a bench in front of me. I got... Christine behind me, working, working, working. Now this thing works on Bluetooth fobs for the for the keys, right? It's proximity. Both of those, I know exactly where they're in the house at any given time. My wife is asleep two floors up. So I'm working on this car, and all of a sudden it makes this horrible like whir sound, and the locks slam. Boom. Nobody, there's no lights on in the house. I look behind me at the car. I look forward. Keep smoking. And then about a minute and a half later, because I'm about this far off the car, the car alarm goes off. <laughs> I, took, I tossed screws everywhere. My smoke ended up somewhere. Thankfully, I think it went out. <laughs> um, I come creeping. I bolt out of the garage. I come creeping up the stairs. Lo and behold, my wife had saw me go out to the garage because she was still awake and looked out the window because she heard our little door chime go off. (coughs) Her phone talks to the car. So while I'm out there thinking I'm in complete secluded safety, she's sitting there sending, you know, messages to Helga to make the car alarm go off so I shit my pants. That's how you know she loves you. Uh, yeah. Right. That sounds that, like marriage. But she didn't see me smoking. The problem is I ran upstairs so fast to see if she was awake. I do that. Are you awake? And she cracks up laughing. But, of course, with me comes this giant smell of ashtray, which pours yep, into right. the bedroom. Yeah. Yep. Can't hide that. Where'd it go? Every time. Yeah. Yep. Dime myself out. Anyway, uh, I feel that misery of... As many members of the craft as I can, because everyone seems to like to laugh at my misfortune, and I don't blame them. I was performing exorcism on the car. I, I damn near did. I, I was thinking about it. The Russians are in the car. Uh, You're telling me who to vote for. I'm so confused. Well, you he know, hits these cans. The last security conference I went to had a uh, very cool uh, car hacking setup like an entire wing of the center and uh, all these exploits that you can pull off on uh, particularly luxury cars. So mm-hmm. there's a plausible explanation. You could tell her that the car was smoking and you went out to find out what it was <laughs> because once Boris got control of the can bus, he, uh, he had to have his cigarette. <laughs> and that's why I drive a dumb car. To it's a good point. Um, I, I, I don't know. At, at some point, you just kind of become numb to it all. Like when you when you just look around the world and you see all the horrible things that can go wrong, and you just start ignoring it. 
Like there's 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 nothing to do. Kind of <laughs> like the Green Knight. Like the what? The which one? No, like at Lodge when we have degree uh, work oh. being being done, it's just a it's a beautiful um, mess. Yeah. Uh, that is Forgot. a that is a deep session of of worship for me. I, I I start doing the I start doing the rock and oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah. and, and it's uh it's very therapeutic. I think that I think you're oh my god in the first twenty minutes of the podcast, buddy. Uh, it was good ice cream, Scott. First two, don't give him any credit for duration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest was cleaning up the plastic wrap. <laughs> plastic wrap's supposed to make it easier, Harlan. Yeah, but I have a lot of stairs. You've been here. And just think, if you hang it on in the uh, shower, all you have to do is spray it down. No, no, no. My my kids use that shower. What's wrong with you? <sighs> well, well, find another place in the house where the floor drains, and well, then. Hanging out with their not quite brothers and sisters. I don't know. What do you want for nothing? <laughs> How do you think you got here? Oh, <laughs> it's funny that you think that there's any of that still happening. Okay. Yeah. No, I've been married ten years. I'm fully cognizant of the fact that you're full of shit. Oh, oh no, no, no. I was talking about the potential <laughs> brothers and sisters. That's uh Oh, that part, yeah. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, We've had this conversation on the show a couple times. I'm done. No. I think we mostly yeah. talk after the show. And yeah. It's probably better if we do that this time, too. <laughs> Make a motion we close? I mean... Without objection? Uh, All right. All right. So, second. Hearing none. So, it sounds like we've already voted. End Good. Of, uh, you kept me from going, going on a Ken Syndrome runestone rant. Thanks. Uh, well, it's I not tried. too late, but we're going to spare our listeners. That's fair. Um, yeah. So this has been uh, the end of what portion I witnessed of episode 236 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign, Freemasonry. Uh, visit John at his personal home at... Uh, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but you can find us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So uh, until next week, brothers, uh, enjoy these tales of winter in the midst of July. See ya. Slide <laughs> Butter. <laughs>